And as you come in off the lawn, it's framed between the mulberry tree on the right and the beautiful blue bottle tree, which still is covered with blue bottles, on the left. And now we're going to call it the church in the valley in the wildwood because it's a bit downhill from where it was. And it looks it looks so good there. We've done a, a Daniel has built a model. And I just want to thank everybody. By the way, we've got a horrible echo on the line, and I don't know, you might have to drop somebody off of there, Nagashiva. Um, uh, we we have um, uh, run a GoFundMe campaign for the rebuilding of the church, which burned down in July of 2017. And I want to thank everybody who's contributed. All of your uh, contributions have gone to make uh, enough money for us to rebuild. If you want to contribute more or if someone hearing this for the first time has not contributed, we can use the money because that church was decorated with statuary and very many beautiful things, and we really do need to redecorate it. What we've got now is enough to build the structure and repaint and, and so forth. But I really... I'm grateful to everybody who went to the rebuilding thing. Papa Newt put it through the chat room. It is GoFundMe.com slash Rebuild-M-I-S-C. That would be GoFundMe.com slash R-E-B-U-I-L-D dash capital M, capital I, capital S, capital C. And um, the uh, the church is um, going to be amazing. It's going to be um different because it's going to be built by Daniel. It's going to be the same because it's built from a model of the old church, but it's going to be the same kind of cross gable structure. No surprises there. But it's going to be um, quieter. It'll be away from the office. It'll be away from um, the shop where people are working so we can do readings in there in a more quiet environment. And it'll be away from the candles, which are going to be out in that large area where the church was. That's going to be the um, the candle burning area. And we, that's a whole nother project. And we'll get to that. So now we know for sure we will be able to resume candle services at Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. I want to announce that. You guys today listening to this show, you have heard it here first. Um, we will be resuming candle burning and candle services for the public at Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. Okay? So, um, that is the news. That is the news of what's happening, and we're just absolutely thrilled. Now, I have some other news that's going to be surprising to some people. And this is, again, brand new news. So, uh, put your ears on and take a listen. We have always we have we have for many years for ten years we've held the Hoodoo Heritage Festival which the church sponsors has been held in May sometimes the first week of May second week of May even one time I think it was the third week of May but it's always been in May prior to that festival every year there's a one week apprenticeship uh, which is a free classes that I give to my uh, students who graduated from my course, and they can come in and for totally for free, they can learn how to make oils, sachets, bath crystals, and incenses, how to dress candles, and how to work with herbs for teas and tinctures. And that is completely free. It's a work uh, trade program. Um, and that has always been attached to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival because people come out for the apprenticeship and they stay for the festival, which is on the weekend. Well, as you all know, because I've talked about this before, um, 
on the air. The city of Santa Rosa experienced some cat- catastrophic wildfires in October. And um, I think they estimate about one-fifth of the residential buildings in Santa Rosa were lost to these wildfires. It's, oh, wow. it's tragic. People died. People lost their homes. Animals died. Forests died. It was it was horrifying. It was just terrible. Our little fire in our church was kind of a you know a sign of things to come. But all we lost was the church. There are people who've lost everything. One of the things that was was going on when those wildfires started was the Mystic Fair. This is a, an annual um, magical, mystical, occult, body, mind, spirit, readings, lifestyle, you name it, Wicca, you know, you know pagan, uh, hoodoo, everybody, everything festival that's held in Santa Rosa by our good friend Alan Scott. And they were scheduled for October, but the building that they do it in is the building that's always used as the eva- county's evacuation center. It's the Veterans Building, it's called, and the Veterans Memorial. But a beautiful old, old Art Deco building, just a gorgeous building. Well, it was filled with um, 2,000 people on cots, right, when the fest, uh, the Mystic Fair was supposed to be happening. So they were rescheduled to mid-April. And we have decided because as I've told people, I'm going to retire. I'm only going to do two more festivals, and then whoever wants to do the festivals, that's their their story. You know, they're going to do it. We have teamed up with Alan Scott, and I just got a meeting today. We are going to be part of the Mystic Fair, and they're going to go to two times a year because um, they have this thing for April, and then they have their regular one for October, November, whatever they got. They had that already scheduled five years in advance. So we're going to uh, go back to a model for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which some of you people, you know, everybody thinks everything's been going the same way forever. But those of you who remember back in 2008, a long time ago now, um, this will be 10 years, uh, it'll be the 11th year after, um, we used to do the Hoodoo Heritage Festival off-site. It wasn't done on my property at the Lucky Mojo. It wasn't done, it was done in Alameda. So we are going to be renting a part of the building where the Mystic Fair will be in one part of the building. It's one of those big, you know, you've all been to these big convention centers, right? And we're going to be renting a room that will hold up to 250 people. So believe me, there's going to be no trouble uh, finding space for y'all. And they have a room that holds up to 1,000 people. And um, and we will be offering Hoodoo Heritage Festival workshops to our regular folks, regular presentation on a um, on a weekend or day pass, you can come to all the workshops. Or we'll also be offering at a much higher fee, uh, you pay at the gate, to all the people who go to the Mystic Fair who never heard of hoodoo. So it's going to be kind of an outreach. It's an experiment. And the reason for this really has to do with the whole, you know, the burning of the church, the rebuilding of the church. We're in the midst of a bunch of stuff right here. And we think this is going to work really well for us. I'm excited. I'm I'm really thrilled. I also know that Alan and the Mystic Fair, they started off from a uh you know, just with nothing, just from the you know, from what they had in their pocket change and they have built this thing up really well. And they never wanted to come in on the spring because they never wanted to interfere with us. Alan has filmed and photographed our our uh, festival for years and um he's always been respectful of our time of the year. Well, now we we're going to be with him. And we may end up doing 
hoodoo workshops in the fall as well as the spring. And I know that's going to make some people really, really happy because they want to come out for my apprenticeships. Now my apprenticeships can be timed. And I think we've got a really good cooperative thing going on here. It's going to be entirely new and different. Um, Some of the people who are going to be involved will be the same people. Everybody knows Phoenix, um, who has her shop, Milk and Honey, down in Sebastopol. She's going to be part of it. Many, many people know um, Sister Robin, who... um, at one point was a Lucky Mojo shop manager, but he she works at the Mystic Fair running a thing called the Mystic Cartel, which is a vendor booth. Um, Ms. Robin, who is different than Sister Robin, Ms. Robin, the very first organizer of the very first Hoodoo Heritage Festival that was held in Alameda, uh, she's going to be involved. So we're all, it's going to be the same crew, but in a different place and we're going to return to the older model that we had where you paid by the workshop if you wanted to pay a higher price you pay by the workshop and don't take workshops you don't want but if you want to get the discount price you can buy a day's worth of tickets that's the story but i know that took a long time to tell you all but that's a lot now watch my facebook page and watch the lucky mojo facebook page and the missionary independent spiritual church facebook page i want you to watch those pages for pictures of the rebuilding of the church in the new location um i've said my piece how are you today contraband ali <laughs> i'm doing great that is, i'm just listening to all of this news and going this is some fantastic news in other words the hoodoo heritage festival is expanding the church is is about to be up and running that is mm-hmm. this is the type of this is the stuff that we want to hear so this is very mm-hmm. exciting i'm i'm uh, excited i know that i'm going <clears> to <throat> definitely set a light with the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church as a kind of inaugural, let's bring mm-hmm. those blessings in. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go and set a nice blessing light for the holidays and get things going in the right direction. So I'm excited to hear that. And I'm very excited to see how the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is going to progress and develop even further uh, with, with uh, its union or, or joining of the Mystic Fair. That's exciting. Um, on my well, end, April 14th, April 14th to 15th, people are asking in the, in the chat room here, April 14th to 15th is um, the 2018 Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Okay. That means Very that exciting. the that means that the, the apprenticeship um, is uh, uh, coming right back before that. I'm actually not sure. Is it the 14th and 15th? I'm going to not type that in. Somebody just did. Somebody I needs did. to look at a calendar. Is that a, <laughs> you already did? Is that the weekend? Is that the weekend? The 14th, 15th? All right, all right. Well, it we're is. gonna we'll get it straightened. It is all right. It so is. that is that is the. Um, is the 2018 Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Okay, guys. And then the 9th wow. through the 13th, it looks like, is the apprenticeship uh, week just beforehand. Okay. 9th through the 13th is the apprenticeship. Okay. All right. Well, I hope, Ollie, we can get you up here and get you Yeah. You, you, always, you always complain, you see, since you got so involved in your academic career, you always go, well, I can't come up with the festival anymore. But see, now you can because it's displaced a whole yeah. month earlier. I, th- I think this is going to work out. Actually, I think it's going to work out quite well. Yeah, I, the, the problem with spring has always been um, 
academics for whatever reason love to do their conferences all in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I ended I ended up being like back to back at different conferences. But I think I'm, this is going to work out. This could be exciting. Um, yeah. But I'll, that I'll would let be you nice. all know. That would be great because yeah. I do miss the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Um, it is yeah. always so much, so much fun to be around all your friends and colleagues and be able to hang out and learn from one another. Um, now, so yeah, what this is, is exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good. And and then the next um, one, because somebody, uh, I think it was Gia, asked, when will the one in fall be? I don't know yet because um, uh, I know Alan told me, and I just didn't write it down. But we're going to have another meeting with him next week, and I'll be making more announcements on that. Now, what this is going to do to our book publishing schedule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> deadlines. It's gonna, oh, yes. You, I just took on... All the deadlines are going to be one month earlier. Isn't that fun? Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Not out. Mm-hmm. October 13th and 14th. What? October 13th and 14th. It's going to be the next, it will be the other date? Yes, that's the other date that's being already advertised on uh, com. Okay, October 13th through 14th um, will be the second date. Wow. That's right. Okay. We already know enough. All right. Dad. Now, now, um, <laughs> Papa Newt posted, I'll prepare to proofread, and we're going to need your help, Papa Newt. But this yeah. brings us to, this brings us to the lady who's sitting on the line, who yes. just got told her deadline got changed. Uh-huh. Welcome to the show, Miss Aida. <laughs> I know, my heart's going off. <laughs> Did I surprise you, baby? Yeah. <laughs> More like cardiac arrest shock, yes. <laughs> well, folks, Miss Aida, Miss Aida has produced um, a book that is actually a runaway bestseller. I kid you not. Um, yeah. Cursing and cr- Cursing and Crossing by Miss Aida is absolutely the hot seller of the year in the occult trade. I mean, we're doing tremendously well with this book. We're cutting royalty checks right and left to this lady and reprinting the book. I mean, we can hardly keep it in stock. Cursing and Crossing by Miss Aida. So what's she going to follow it up with? She's working on a book on breakup spells. And that I, what I just told her was her deadline just got moved up one month, but she can do it. She's tough. And besides, we got Papa Newton help proofread. And and um, she's going to be presenting a workshop, Breakup Spells. Boy, I'll tell you, the Veterans Memorial Building will never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. And everything that Miss Aida does is gold, as far as I'm concerned. That's a woman who I really can't say enough about you. You are uh, you are so talented, so creative, and of course, in addition to the books that you the book you've written and the book you're writing right now, Miss Aida is also the administrator of the Lucky Mojo Forum. So I'm going to give a quick shout out on the Lucky Mojo Forum. If you want to know how to do a spell. If you want help with what kind of spells to do, post a question at the Lucky Mojo Forum. It's free, forum.luckymojo.com. Miss Aida is the admin there. She's she's tough, but she's fair. And um, some of the other people who are moderators at the forum include Sister Jean, who is our newest member of AIR. And, Yay! Um, 
and she's a wonderful worker. We're going to get her on the show real quick. Sister Jean has been a moderator at the forum for a long time, and she she runs Deseret Conjure. I answer questions at the forum every once in a while. Conjure Manali still pops in. There is so much going on at that forum, Miss Aida, and it's all due to you. You're the one. She's the heartbeat of it, folks. Yeah. You're the one who keeps that forum going. And and I'm going to tell you, that's all volunteer work. Yeah. One of the things that makes AIR what it is and what makes my friends and colleagues and the people I work with who they are is how much time they give to the community and so much love for the community and so much free for the community. So I just want to, Miss Aida, it is appreciated. It is appreciated. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now, today's topic, and that is Making Dolls with Miss Aida. So take it away, Miss Aida. Tell us about dolls. Okay. Well, I've already told uh, <laughs> all of you that I'm cheating today, all right? And, you know, usually I have something typed out and tell you what I'm going to do and all this other stuff. But my book, Cursing and Crossing, which you've already mentioned, has a list of all the different types of ways, you know, all the different types of materials that you can use to make dolls, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you go on, we actually walk you through a wax doll, a bread doll, a twig doll, a rope doll, a corn husk doll, a paper doll. So there's many, many ways. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, what I want to say first is a, a baby, a doll baby is an effigy. It's mm -hmm. an image of a person, right? It doesn't have to be artistically perfect because if that were the case, I would be out of business. I was telling Nagashiva last week I can't even draw a stick man properly, right? Mm -hmm. But if it represents what it represents to you, that's all that matters, okay? And then we well, do other before, things to bring before, it to life. Now, you said, you said you were cheating, but I want you, let's let's get this into the, actually into the chat, because I want to say it. <laughs> into the chat room, page 48. And I'm going to ask Nagashiva, can you go into our quirk copy of the book and copy the text, not of all of page 48, but the bullet-pointed text. Would you do that? That will be now in the chat room, okay? And and I'm going to read these off. Bread and bread dough, dolls. Broom straw, dolls. Clay and mud, dolls. Cloth and clothing of the enemy. Well, it could be of the loved one. This are just any, You can take out of the enemy. Corn husk, dolls. And we know uh, uh, our dear late friend, Eddie, uh, would make corn husk dolls. Beautiful. Feather dolls, using figural candles as dolls. Leather dolls. Meat and fat dolls. Right? People go, what? Meat and fat dolls? Yes, indeed. Especially, uh, well, you, they're, they're good. Metal. They're they can be molded. Either, yes. They can be molded. Metal, either cast or sheet. In other words, a cast metal doll or a piece of sheet cut out. Paper, index stock, chipboard, and cardboard dolls. Photographs, silhouettes or drawings, Play-Doh, rope, roots, 
Spanish moth. I just wrap it up and tie it and make make a little stuffy doll. Steamed rice. Now you can people go what steamed rice? It's a very old Asian tradition to make dolls. Where we would make them maybe in the West out of bread dough. They'll make steamed rice dolls stuck together, and they work really well. And I can tell you, you can eat them afterwards. Straw dolls, string dolls. Toy dolls made of porcelain, cloth, rubber, wood, or plastic. These are the dolls you might buy at a at a at a gift store or at a at a children's toy store. Right? Twigs and stick dolls, wax dolls, and wood dolls. All of these are ways to make dolls. And I can t- I can add one that's not here, and we may put that in the revised edition of this cookie dough. You know your little gingerbread doll. Okay. So those are the things, and, he, and he's putting them in, and um, and I thank you very much. Um, this is on page 48 of Cursing and Crossing. Okay, go on now, Miss Aida. Well, no, I was just thinking, wow, cookie dough would be great for a love doll, you know? Right, see, this was that an interview. That would be awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna lick... I don't know, I've never worked with cookie doll, but I imagine. Oh, I, mean, I like them little dough. gingerbread. I like them little gingerbread, man, and you can frost them, and you can frost them anatomically correct. And then you can lick their little anatomical frosting. Yeah, oh, there you go. There you go. Great oh, yeah. for Great for <laughs> And then, you know, if you go on to, you know, we've got quite a few pages here on how to make mm-hmm. different types of dolls. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we concentrate on the cloth doll, the clay doll, which I'll, you know, I'll talk about at the end with the spell, mm-hmm. um, making a bread Dough doll, this is on page 51, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Making a twig or root doll, making a rope doll, making a horn, corn husk doll, like you said, making a paper doll. You know, folks, it isn't that hard. It really, really isn't, you know, and, and this is my point, you know, my artistic talent is zero, Right. My dolls all look like space Martians. You know, people look at my dolls and go, oh, my God, this is terrible. But that doesn't matter as long as they work. That's Mm -hmm. the important part. Do not get hung up on you did Mm -hmm. this wrong, you did that wrong, the shoulder's wrong, the neck's wrong. Oh, my God, the head's not shaped properly. I don't give a shit. When you bring in the essence of that person, of your target, into the doll. When you baptize a doll and bring it life, you've got your doll. So Mm -hmm. don't get Mm -hmm. hung up on what it looks like. That's a number one point that I always make. You know, when I was a kid, you know, my, my, we would actually make dolls to do spell work on people when I was a kid. And... We used little, for me, you know, I was a child, you know, my, my family would bring me stuffed teddy bears and then oh, yeah. show me how to work with those. And mm-hmm. in my breakup book, and I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but in my breakup book, you know, if we don't like somebody, we think somebody's an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. You can get little dolls of little donkeys, little asses, right? <laughs> How many times have we seen assholes? You know, their faces mm-hmm. look like donkeys. Oh, wow. You know, I've seen little um, gorillas. I'll, I'll 
bring that to life and make it the target. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, don't get caught up on what it looks like. Get caught, you know, what, your important part is what you bring into the doll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in the chat room there was a question. I'm going to answer that question as best I can. Uh, this is Miss Michael talking about um, cookie cookie dolls, and she says, you know, licking the frosting off. And she says, make one of your hero to acquire his or her virtues without taking anything from him or her. Would that work? No, actually, I don't think it would, Miss Michael. You'd be taking something from him or her or getting very much involved in that. Um, once you, you know, if you eat the brains of your hero, you've eaten their brains. If you eat the brains of your enemy, you've eaten their brains. So, mm-hmm. no, I would not say that you can do that. And um, and uh, somebody, Reverend Dr. Sweet says, acquire his or her virtues without, sounds skeleton key-esque, the movie, LOL. Yeah, it, that does sound like a fantasy to me. I would say, though, if you want to make an edible doll, the reason it's not in the cursing book is that usually it would be something done to incorporate that person in you as opposed to driving them away from you, right? Mm. But um, but you can um, burn dolls up. And that's something else we, we, we have to talk about. People can cuddle a doll. They can love a doll. Um, they can uh, uh, put it in bed with them. They can rub it on their body. And I've known myself to have done such things. And I'm not even mm. going to tell you how intimately you might wish to do that. Um, you can also burn it. You can um, put it in a little boat and send it to sea. You can bury it in a graveyard. You can uh, uh, throw it into a crossroad let the cars run over it and drive it all over the world. There are the ways to handle a doll depend on the kind of work you're doing. I don't know of pretty much any type of work that you cannot use a doll. There are some mm-hmm. that it is less adaptable to. In other words, uh, thinking of making a doll baby for court cases isn't that typical. I mean, you could, but it's not that typical. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about the things that people use magic for, one of the biggest ones is protection. And when mm-hmm. we talk about a protection doll, we're talking about a guardian figure. Now, I'm going to turn this over to Conjurman Ali because he gave a workshop on how to make a yeah. guardian, which is essentially a doll. So tell us about mm-hmm. that, Ali. Yeah, there. When it comes to dolls, this is such a fantastic topic. I love working with dolls. Uh, it's that Taurus in me. I like that tactile nature of it. There are two kind of uh, uh, dolls, if you will, or two kind of families of dolls that we find or effigies within folk magic traditions around the world. One is the do- type of doll that we've been talking about up until now, and that is a doll that represents someone. This is a form of sympathetic magic, if you will, in which you create a likeness of a person. And because it is the likeness of a person, what happens to the doll happens to the person. I love that way of working. It's a really great way Mm -hmm. of influencing. Just one of the ways I do, as Kat mentioned, she mentioned, uh, running them over, Mm -hmm. setting them on fire, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, when I work with an enemy who I feel is is particularly powerful against the client, to discombobulate them, to strip them of their power, I blindfold them and hang them from my ceiling fan and then turn on my ceiling mm-hmm. fan to, to make them disoriented and weaken them. But there is another mm-hmm. family of dolls, and that is dolls that represent spirits or that are made to become protectors. And, uh, and the kind of anthropological definition, they're often called God-making, or the process is called mm-hmm. God-making, in which you fashion a doll and then either invite a spirit to come into it 
or kind of build your own spirit. These can be uh, protective. These can be uh, devotional. Um, they represent. They can. You find that they are made, and certain deities are invited into them, or spirits are invited into them, and then you have a connection to that entity or spirit that is tactile right then and there. But I work with them, particularly in a particular uh, protective fashion. We at the workshops created a guardian in which you would fashion mm-hmm. the doll with the intent of drawing in protective powers, and you awaken it up, and it acts as a sentry. It will warn you Mm -hmm. in advance when attacks are coming. It can even act as a proxy for you. So that if someone starts to light candles on you or tries to attack you, the doll will take a hit and you won't. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great way of of really creating uh, an intelligent form of protection around yourself. In the in the chat room, uh, Reverend Doctor Sweet said, "The one-eyed clay blob. I still yes. have it. LOL. I still have mine too. These were fantastic guardian spirits. And one thing that in the workshop, which Ali um, showed us and told us, was uh, such a guardian will also be an, uh, set an alarm or an alert, mm-hmm. and and it will fall over." If someone yep. attacks you, and it will warn you, you're under attack, and it has an eye. That was an incredible workshop, Ali. I, it's just amazing stuff. Um, and uh, Miss Michael mentions decoy doll babies. These are used to protect clients, mm-hmm. in which the doll is a decoy uh, that draws the attacks. And I'm going to just say, not a doll, but something similar from Amulet Land is the Palat Keek, or Honorable Surrogate Penis, which is a decoy penis used in Mm -hmm. um, uh, Thai and Cambodian magic to keep people from attacking your genitals, or your penis specifically, um, as a a way of protecting you from um, jealousy or envy or trying to to ruin your nature. And that is not a full doll, but it is a similar style. Um, Now, uh, let's turn this back over to Miss Aida. Um, let's say okay. right now you know, that I, I want to go, go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to add that you know I've said this before in other radio shows. We can make dolls of our our pets also mm-hmm. to protect mm-hmm. them or or what to heal them, whatever we want to do, work on, and you know it's pretty simple. You know the the stuffing would be. Their hair. I mean, most of, or their feathers, you know, mm-hmm. or their mm-hmm. their sheddings from reptiles, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the basic question would be, how do you turn this doll into the person or into the animal? And it would mm-hmm. be a personal concern. As mm-hmm. many personal right. concerns, you know, the more the better, but any, you know, as much as you got, yeah. stuff the doll, and there you go. And well, we I did have... tremendous work. I've said this before. We did tremendous work with one of my dogs when she was very ill. And mm. I just stuffed that, loaded it up with, with her hair, and wow, it worked. I I uh, have put up at the AIR um, website, there's a picture of a little uh, dog Chinaware dog statue, and this is, it's in the section on dolls at air, and if someone could post that link in the chat room, then the chat people can see it. Um, that 
dog is a protection dog. And you get you can get these little chinaware statues. Nowadays, everything is cold cast resin and they are solid. But back when I was young, and they still make them, you can get these china ones and they have a hole in the bottom um, mm-hmm. because this, so the clay won't explode when they fire the clay and glaze it. And you can fill that with um, the hair or nail clippings or whatever of your dog, your cat. They also make them in cat form. They make horses. And you just fill that up inside, and then you can um, pour wax in to solidify it so it doesn't rattle around and things don't fall out. And um, that is a protector, and it looks just like, well, you know, I've got my German Shepherds, and I've got my German Shepherd Chinaware German Shepherd dog. That's on my bookcase. But actually, you have those protecting each one of your pets. Fantastic way to work. One of the things about dolls is that they can be used, and you mentioned teddy bears, they can be used in a silent or sneaky way so Mm -hmm. that nobody needs to know that you are doing doll baby work. We all have these images in our mind of the wax doll and the lady with the pins. (laughs) I want to stick pins in her head. You know, yeah, you can do that. Um, But you can also um, do other things with dolls in a way that people have no idea, particularly if you're doing beneficial spells, if you're helping people, if you want to be of of, a good service to people. Um, Sweet um, dressed dolls. Oh, I have a slight doll collection here. I have some antique Mm -hmm. dolls, and I have some. Oh, look, I have a gentleman. Now, if anybody uh, been to my house, They'll say Cat collects everything. But do you know one of the things that Cat Ironwood collects? Cat Ironwood collects vintage bisque clay and paper mache and other forms of cake toppers from wedding cakes. They show a bride and a groom. Some of them are a bride and a bride. Some of them are a groom and a groom. Some of them are white. Some of them are black. Some of them are interracial couples. You name it. I have an antique cake topper couple with bells and and flowers and and little sprinkles all over them for every year that my husband and I have been married. Now, she and I, every Ah. year, we get a new cake topper, and they are in a cupboard. Everyone thinks, it's a cute collection, but those are my wedding dolls. Those are my marriage dolls. Mm. Woof. Okay, we've said a lot. Now we're going to go to do some readings. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Miss Aida, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818 If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is calling in from the area code of 315 and lives in Florida. This is Mystic. Mystic, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the show. Now, I see that you have been listening to us for a month or so, but this is your first time calling in. Is that correct? Yes. 
Well, thank you for allowing us to help you with your situation today. And on this situation, I see you have not gone to any other readers or root workers, such as Ms. Kat or Conjuminal Lee. Is that correct? Correct. All right. And this is right. I own a vitamin and herb business in Florida. We have been open for three years and are just starting to turn profit. I have so many ideas I want to implement, but need help with what to focus on to bring in more income so I can make a decent living. I would like a reading to get guidance on what I should be focused on or do next. Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Mystic, you're the right person at the right time. Did you hear me just say that the Hoodoo Heritage Festival was going to be held at the Mystic Fair? I did. <laughs> I don't know if you did. So here you are. This is what I call a sign. So now yeah. all of a sudden a lady comes in and her name is Mystic. And she has, guess what? A business, and she's just starting to turn a profit. I'm going to say this is a good sign for what they say is a rising tide lifts all boats, and you have come to the right place. We can help, and you can help us. All of us pray for one another's success. That's really good. Now I'm going to read some cards for you. Now you said okay. it's an herb and vitamin um, business. And so I'm going to ask a few questions. Number one, first question, what sign of the zodiac are you? I am a Leo, and my moon is in Aries. Leo with moon in Aries, okay. Um, That's a person who has a lot of ambition, is loyal, will stick with a plan because Leo is a fixed sign, but is always ready to adventure into new things. Um, Oh, yeah. And... uh, (laughs) Well, you know, because Aries are the adventurers. Um, Now, you said, um, so what I'm going to say here is uh, vitamins and herbs. There are many ways to do these. Do you have a brick-and-mortar shop? I do, and um, I just started uh, online, like, putting on, currently uploading my inventory to the Internet. Good. Okay. Brick-and-mortar, now uploading to the Internet. Um, okay, well, we're going to give you a, a, a little helpful leg up here. What is your URL for your company? Uh, GenesisNonGMO.com. Okay, we're going to have to spell that. We're going to get the spelling and get it in because there's a million ways we can spell it. GenesisNonGMO.com. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Is that, um, okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to um, and by the way, congratulations on your lovely child. Thank you. He's in the bathtub right now. <laughs> in the bathtub. How how old is this baby? Uh, he just turned how, two. Two. Well, he sounds like a, a bouncing two. All right. Oh, yeah. um, so, well, I love it. I, You know, I'm one of those people that tells me life is going on and life is happy. All right, I'm looking at it. Genesis non-GMO. I'm right there, folks. Look at that. You got a. You got your website. You got what you got. This is good. All right. Um, Well, I'm going to give you one hint, and it has nothing to do with card reading. I want you to write a minimum of. I want you to write a minimum of 500, 500 words, and put that on your top page. 500 words on your top page. and it's going to be because I'll tell you why. Google cannot find you just based on pictures. 
Uh, Google's. I mean, okay. they can, but but no, who does a search when they're when you if you were to go on uh, Google and you were going to go looking for vitamins, would you say I want images of vitamins? No, you want some place that sells vitamins. So you need to have stuff about the vitamins, what you sell, and it has to be words so it comes up in the regular Google search, not just the Google image search. The images are okay. good. You need 500 words. If you're brave, make it 1,500 words. Okay. And it depends on how good a writer you are. Um, I like 1,500 words on the front page of every website that I design, but at least 500. All right. Now I'm going okay. to uh, read cards for you. How can you take this to the next level of profit? Okay. Card number one is the Nine of Cups. The Nine of Cups is called the Good Host. Uh, this is a person who offers people uh, to come to a banquet table at which there are nine beautiful golden cups arrayed. And the good host says, here, come and drink your fill. But he's prepared a table. Okay, So what this means is you should do some specials. You should do some free offers, some tastings. If you offer teas and tinctures, for instance, offer some some samples, right? Uh, make it a regular event. Um, do do something that shows hosting a party, for instance. Now I'm looking here. You have some apples in a bat in a basket, in a bucket, and it says the importance of quality. Maybe you know, and you're selling vitamins in in bottles, but you're also trying to do it in non-GMO, in that you're trying to maintain a natural thing. It's very hard to create naturalness and pills in the same venue, but naturalness sells really well, right? So I would recommend that you do some sort of um, a weekly event where you have a little table and just whatever, and maybe have some different things that people can try, maybe whether it's um, uh, some sort of a seasoning, some sort of a uh, an herb product, herbal tea, um, maybe a little bit of cheese and cracker, and and some you know different herbal teas for different things, you know peppermint to settle your stomach or whatever. This card, the good host says, if you make this re- a regular event and um, and advertise it as with your stuff that you put in the bag when they buy it will become a, a, a thing that you can offer to people. It's really a, a good thing. The next card, unfortunately, is called the the um, Knight of Pentacles. It's a card of a man holding money and bringing it forward, but it's slow. This is not going to be very speedy to grow this company, but be patient. This card asks me a question. Do you have a partner in this venture or are you a solo? Anybody on the line? Can anyone hear me? Yeah, I do I not think we just I'm here. <laughs> All right, we just lost our we just lost our client. Um, let me find out what happened to the client. I'm here. Th- there I'm you here. are. Okay. All yeah, right. I think I was on mute. Um, oh, okay. The, the first card was right on point. I just started sampling out. Tea. I cannot. I'm sorry. I can't go back and repeat the cards because we have a time limit. I'm asking you a question. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The 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 first card was the nine of cups, but the second card is the knight of pentacles. And I asked you a question: Do you have a partner in this business? Uh, yeah, my dad. Your dad. Okay. So this is a card that says a partnership will work, but there may be some slow times with money. I would, if I were you, 
just keep steady going forward, but understand that there may be other things that need attention. In other words, if your dad is doing this, he may do other things, and he may have other jobs, and you also. But just always be putting one foot ahead of the other. It's slow. The third card is called the sun. And the sun is a card that shows a happy toddler, about a two-year-old, um, on top of a horse, and the horse is giving this child a good ride around a courtyard, and there are sunflowers. Now, sunflowers are a great symbol of health and wellness, as you know. They have, uh, they're have high in protein. They're a very good food source, but they're also a, a symbol of optimism, and sunflowers will be a good symbol for you, so will the sun. Um, and this says children. This is going to be a good way to raise your child, but more than that, you might also want to focus on things that are good for children. In other words, have a section of your store for children's wellness, for the support of children, not just I'm an old lady and I want to take some vitamins so I don't fall apart too fast, but have a whole section for children. This card says that will be a way to bring in interest and money. All right. I ran a little bit over, but I'm going to turn this over to Miss Aida. Okay. I don't have a lot, a lot, a lot, but I do have a predominant theme in my reading. And that is that you need to outreach. You need to network. Now, what they're telling me is that you are pretty strong person, okay? You're a, well, a damn strong person, but you're, you're, lacking and your desire because you're they're telling me that you have the balls and you have the knowledge and you have the know-how to go out there and network and sell yourself and travel right but for some funny reason you're being held down in one area, in in a one um, location, is what I ought to say. Okay, they're telling me that they're telling me all kinds of great things about you. You're a master, you know. You're you're all these things, but your biggest obstacle is you're not reaching out enough. They're telling me that you're networking needs to consist of traveling. Your networking needs to consist of showing people face-to-face who you are. You're not showing them your conviction in your products, which you do have, okay? So being confined to one location is going to end up being a very, very slow process. Whereas if you go out and you network and do things, you're going to be very successful. Now, there's a woman here. It shows that she carries a lot of burdens. Is this a mother who's watching your baby? Um, no, he goes to daycare, but my mom has an organic hair salon in the back of the store. And I know she mm-hmm. feels like she carries a lot of burden on her shoulders about the business. Okay. She's very um, busy and successful. 
Okay, good. But you know what they're telling me is don't get wrapped up in her problems. You know the, okay. you know it could be bringing you down a little bit and making you. What's the word I'm looking for? It, 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 it's just bringing your energy devil, uh, level down. You've got to have complete faith in yourself and know what you're able to do because, lady, you are capable of doing a lot of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So networking, um, reaching out of, um... and networking, talking to people face-to-face, showing them who you are, showing them your conviction. Right. That's what yeah, I've got. I agree. Okay, so um, what what Aida said, I'm going to say we rarely disagree, and you said your mom has an organic hair care salon in the back of the shop, and the, mm-hmm. the problem is here is the difference between things that are done on the hair and things that are done on food. Um, in other words, uh, um, vitamins and herbs. You need to make a split there so that people don't don't get um that kind of uh, uh squicky energy about ooh hair and food okay so you need to make a yeah a it's firm... in the it, it there is there's a like a she has a separate entrance and stuff it's just like connected separate the back entrance of the that good all right good 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 yeah. good good but you're basically in the same um footprint rental space ah very good right okay. there's, but there's okay. walls and everything yeah okay good all right that's perfect that's perfect i'm going to tell you i've seen some odd things in my life. The oddest one, and I've told this before on the radio, was a hoodoo shop where you could buy hoodoo supplies. And on the one side, in the same room, in the same room with no dividers, was a Pomeranian puppies for sale and a pet <laughs> supply store. It was odd. And in the same, okay, now we got, got the, we got the, those two, right? Hoodoo supplies, Pomeranian puppies, and ad number three, the haircutting salon. All in one <laughs> large room. That was the strangest, and yet they made it work. It was a son and his mother. They made it work, but it was a little bit. You just kind of went, what am I going in for? Am I getting a trim? Am I buying fire of love oil, or am I buying a Pomeranian puppy and some puppy chow? Who knew? (laughs) And Papa Newt says, in Kansas City, it was a nail and hair salon, cell phone store, and a Santissima Muerte shrine, a shrine to holy Mm. death. My gosh! Well, people do that all the time, and but you just want to make sure a good a good separate entrance is is, is good. And Foxy Dot says spiritual supplies and the beauty supply here, though that is true. That's a natural because many people it's do old put. It, that's old school, says Ollie. A lot of people put their their beauty supplies are are dressed or doped or loaded with mm-hmm. supplies, and so you do put that in your hair, in your shoes, or whatever. So that works. Um, barber shop that sells you hoodoo supply, very old school. Yeah. All right. Now let's turn this over to Ollie and um, see what we can do for some root work. Yeah, I think you've gotten some really great readings here that are giving you the direction that you need to go. So I built my root work around what, what I heard from Miss Aida and Miss Kat. Um, I should mention that that, that you, as a sign, uh, Leo with Aries, that's a sign, and, and astrologers can attest to this, that's a sign of a successful person. The people who usually have Leo and Aries, they are successful. Leo in itself is a, it's considered it's one of the three naturally blessed signs. Uh, I mean, these are the signs that just generally have success and happiness, even if they don't have to do a lot. It just kind of comes to them. But then with Aries in there, it, it usually indicates that you're ambitious, but you're ambitious in the sense that you actually go and achieve your ambitions. So that's good. Take heart into that. Um, here's what I would recommend for you. Get yourself a jar. I want you to get a dollar bill, 
five dollar bill, ten dollar bill, twenty dollar bill, whichever um, you know amount that you can afford, uh, use that. You're going to write your petition on that dollar bill. Write it as a form of a prayer or letter to God. I prefer. I love those type of petitions. Because you can list out your desires. So be very clear. Dear God, I ask that I am successful and financially wealthy and stable, that my business is prosperous, and so on and so forth. Um, you're going to put a pinch of alfalfa and alkanet into the center of that bill. Um, and the uh, alfalfa and alkanet is to protect your money to ensure that you don't de- uh, you are not jinxed and you do not fall into poverty. Money is the easiest thing to jinx. It's usually the first thing to go. You're going to put a pinch of that, and then you're going to take a master root twig, just a little piece of master root, and you're going to put it right there as well. You can get it as big, as small as you want, as long as it fits in the jar. And you are going to wrap the bill around the master root with the alfalfa and the alkanet. You can use a red string to hold this into place. Put the entire thing into the, into the jar. Cover it with sugar and cinnamon. And you're going to shake and mix this together so you have a cinnamon and sugar mix. And every day when you wake up or you come into your business, you're going to shake up this jar while you pray. Once a week, ideally on a Sunday to tie into that sun card that Miss Cat pulled, you are going to go outside with this jar, go to the four corners of your business, sprinkle a pinch on the outside of the four corners of your business and a pinch at the front door. This is to draw in money and paying customers but will also turn your brick-and-mortar shop uh, into a, uh, the kind of intersection of wealth, money, and, and prosperity. The next thing is to deal with the deals. When you do a deal, you mentioned that you're kind of doing those promos and deals already so that Miss Cat hit the nail on the head with that, or the samples. What, what you want to do is you want to create a flyer for it, some type of advertisement. Print out that advertisement, uh, get yourself some look-me-over and money-drawing powders and oils. You're going to place the, what you will consider the master copy of the promo or the advertisement under a white vigil candle that you have dressed with look-me-over and money-drawing. Post the, Im- the, the promotion or the ad on social media, and this is the connection that Ms. Aida was talking about. Make sure that you have a Facebook page. Make sure that you have a Twitter, etc., and also make sure that you're going out and posting them up physically so that people see you. And when you do so, powder the advertisement so that when they touch it, they feel like they need to come in. Keep a stack of those by your front door so that as people walk in, they also pick up a copy. This is a way of bringing things together and connecting, making those social connections that are both virtual and real, using a little bit of root work to give everything a nudge in the right direction. So I would recommend those two steps in order to really build your wealth and fortune for your business. All right. Now, uh, the white candle was to be dressed with look-me-over oil and money drawing? Money drawing and money drawing. Money drawing. Okay, yes, it was money drawing. Okay. And um, I would also recommend you dress your business cards in addition to your ads with money with um, uh, look-me-over and money drawing. It's a, it's a non-failing combination. works really yeah. well. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Check back with us later. All right, Papa Newt. 
Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our next client. Our next client is calling in from area code 347 in New York. This is uh, Sharina. Sharina, Sharina, are you there? Yes. Thank you. And I'm so sorry. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Uh, Sharina. Sure enough. Thank you, hon. Now, I see this is your first time calling into the show, so welcome. And you have not had any readings with Miss Cat or Conjurmental Lee or any other readers on this situation. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. And she writes, I want to know if my marriage is cursed. Turning back to you, Miss Cat. That was it? Whoa, that was simple. Uh, okay. Now we have background noise again. Is this also a baby? Oh, I have four kids. Four kids. Well, today is yeah. the all baby show. Our our last client had a had a happy baby, and I hope your babies are happy too. Okay, I want to know if my marriage is cursed. So, let me ask before we go on to get your readings. Um, this marriage. How long have you been married? Um, January will make ten years. Ten years, and so this is the father of all your children. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, what sign are you? Sagittarius. Okay. And what sign is your husband? Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Well, that's usually a pretty good combination. So it may not be a, a, a curse arising between you, but coming in from outside, if you see what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to turn this over to Ali for a reading and to see what he has to say. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Kat. Um yeah, that's usually a really good combo. Um it works out well. So what I've done is I've actually pulled up a a geomantic chart. Um uh, this is from traditional geomancy, also known as Khat al-Ramul in Middle Eastern tradition, in which you basically draw a number of dots, etc in order to create and generate four figures from which you build an entire chart that reveals uh, a person's life and gives you yes and no answers. Uh, So just for the short of it, it, the question is, is your uh, marriage cursed? Uh, We look to curses in the 12th house and we have conjunctio, which weirdly enough, um, uh, and maybe not weirdly, but quite uh, accurate enough, conjunctio is the figure of marriage. So the marriage figure is in the house of curses. Um, So the answer is yes. The short answer is yes. There is a curse here, um, and it looks like it is directed not at a single individual, but directed at the marriage itself. So the question comes, uh, well, where did this come from? Um, And so we look at what's known as the projection of points or the kind of hidden factor in the chart, and that involves counting up all the dots, and then subtracting and subtracting again until you get a house. And we got that in the seventh house. Uh, the seventh house is that of partnerships, alliances, and former relationships or relationships. So this looks like it's someone, either a partner, uh, a lover, 
or a former ally uh, that has is the source of this particular curse. Um, this passes into the the tenth house, indicating that this might be related to work in some way. So I don't know if your husband um, ever dated someone at work, or you ever dated someone at work, um, or there was someone who liked them at work. Um, or a former work uh, ally or partner, but that's the person who has sent this particular curse and has cursed the marriage. Um, I double-checked this by looking at the, the reconciler and the judge, and the judge is cursor, meaning a trap. So this type of cursing involved binding in some way, shape, or form. So there is likely a doll baby that was made upon which candles were burned, and then the figure was... Uh, Bound. And then the reconciler is tristitia, which is a stake driven into the ground. It was then likely uh, buried. So it looks like they worked on both of you. They worked on the dolls. Uh, this person worked on the dolls, and then they buried, bound them up, and buried them. And it's aimed to, to bring unhappiness uh, into the marriage or to bring the marriage low. Um, it can be removed. Uh, you will need to do some strong reversal and protection work in order to get this removed. That's the good news out of all of this. Um, we have uh, uh, Fortuna Mayor very clearly sitting here, which is fortune, uh, greater fortune, indicates that you should work with the sun, uh, especially the rising sun. You should work with uh, candles. You should work with things like fire and brightness to bring light to this situation. You are also likely going to have to deal with the emotional side of things, and that's just that's just going to be part of this. You can't expect to do uncrossing, reversal work, and then the marriage will all get fine and dandy. Too much damage has been done, so you're going to need some type of therapy, marriage, family work to help and assist to ensure that the marriage survives, taking practical steps, proactive steps to complement any type of cleansing, uncrossing, protection, reversal work that you do. Ms. Cat will be giving you recommendations at the end, and she's going to give you the root work on what to do. So my reading tells us very clearly, yes, there is a curse here. It is directed specifically at the marriage. I mean, literally the figure, the geomantic figure of marriage is in the 12th house. Uh, so it's directed at the figure. It's likely from a former partner or lover that is tied to work. So someone that either liked you or liked him at work um, and, and or was a lover and is now using uh, their connection to, to cast this curse. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this to Miss Aida, who will be uh, doing your next reading. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay Miss Aida, what do you have to say? Well, I've got quite a few things here. I, I do see the binding. I see that absolutely. I've got the Eight of Swords here. I've got the Tower. I've got the Knight of Swords. I've got all kinds of stuff here. I've got magic, magic. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely 100%. Um, they're telling me that you're fighting a lot. And they're telling me that you are like, oh, you know, like at your wit's end, that there's a lot of fighting. They're, they're telling me there's threats of leaving, threats of something involving the law, so that probably is threats of a divorce, threats of I'm leaving, I'm getting a divorce, okay? And they're also telling me that, you know, he seems to, on his end, you know, he's just like 
does, I don't know how to do this all diplomatically, so I'm just going to tell you how it is, okay? Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to know what a good marriage is, okay? And mm-hmm. they're telling me even though it really is a good marriage, he's just wanting out, you know, for crazy thinking, and this crazy thinking is due to magic. They're also telling me that, you know, as time goes on, if he really really tries to follow through, you know, his financial difficulties will become even worse. And unfortunately, I'm not seeing work. I'm seeing lovers. So this came from, from, in my opinion, from lovers. And that's what I got. So you're seeing you're seeing lovers, ex lovers or outside lovers. Right. I'm I'm saying they're telling me the theme of this is is lovers. This is all due to lovers. Now I do see the magic had been placed a while ago, but not too long ago. Mhm. Okay. So I'll um, go ahead. Uh, so he started, like, really acting up in September, like the beginning part of September. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long somebody placed it, but, yeah. Okay. Um, so what Ollie saw was that someone was met through work, not that he's yeah. working too hard. Okay? Yeah. Um, and Ollie also saw that there was a relationship issue that was causing some of the curse, but that could be the... Uh, it came from his side, the husband's side, and it could have been the husband's family, a husband's ex, or a husband's other person. That's It comes from him. Okay? Just mm-hmm. wanted to clarify that the two of you are not that different in the readings that you made, but the details were a little different. All right. Um, I'm going to um, look at the um, possibilities of root work here, but I'm going to say a couple of things first before we just get jump into the root work um you all have been married a long time and you have four children are you if he was not acting up would you be happy in the marriage yes yes so part of what we want to do is to um take off anything that is on him now ali mentioned that you're going to need more than an uncrossing um i never would throw away a marriage of 10 years with four children that's a that's a, a a tragedy and you know you've put so much of your life into it you want to see if this is just a rough place you can get by there is something being thrown at you in other words it's not just a lack of blessings we have determined there is an act of curse somebody's trying to mess around here okay so we want to see what can be done to first clean him off because do you still have good thoughts? Do you still feel good about him? Yeah, I still love him. That's my husband. All right. We've been together for almost thirteen years. Oh, you've been together thirteen and married ten. All right. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to yeah. kiss that goodbye prematurely. Now, let me ask another question. Again, I'm going to be very blunt, and I'm a blunt person. Okay. Has he cha- has he changed his behavior in such a way that he's drinking more, using more drugs, spending more time on the internet? Has something changed about the way he's being? No, he actually was he actually was on um 
I don't know if you ever heard of Spice. I'm sorry, say that again? Spice is some type of um, synthetic weed. Ah, oh, I see. Okay, synthetic weed. Yeah. He, well, yeah. that's no good for you. Um, that spice. I know what you're That's two years ago. That's, yeah. Well, we want to be sure that he's. We want to be sure that he's in his clean, good mind, because while they were talking, and I'm listening to this, and I'm going, Mm-mm. there is, um, there is a an issue here, and we need to make sure that he's clean. But um, so, first of all, that what's causing this with him maybe maybe something going on but what but the question was was the marriage curse so let's talk about taking off the curse let's talk about cleaning him up and let's talking about what Ali referred to as working with the sun and with brightness and bringing things to light so number 1 um as far as the curse goes i'm going to start with something very very simple and that's a simple spell of protection now you can take the simplest things that are used for protection i'm going to give you some ideas um protection oil or protection bath crystals can be added to any of your household bathing uh products in other words you just take a little of the oil use chopstick put it into your shower gel or whatever you can dress soaps by putting the protection oil between them, letting two soap bars sit together until it kind of soaks up that protection oil. But I think you need to get some protection on them. You can put protection bath crystals, dissolve them in water, and you want to put that in his, uh, when you do the laundry, in the rinse cycle. Just get a little protection in him. I'm not asking for fiery wool now. I'm just asking for protection. If you like to work with angels, get guardian angel oil instead of protection. But both of them are similar in some ways. They have some overlapping ingredients. And I wanted you to do some prayers of protection for him. I want you to start with Psalms in the Bible, Psalms number 45. And Psalms number 45 is a psalm that is about, um, it pretty much announces to God that you're going to give a free-form prayer and that that prayer will come from your heart and your your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You don't have to speak any certain way. And it says, I speak of good matters concerning the king. Well, you're the queen, he's the king. So this is about um, praying for him to be delivered from evil. Psalms 45. It's a very powerful psalm for a woman to use to have a man be cleaned and and good. Um, now, that is number one. Psalms 45 is sometimes used just with plain olive oil. Among the Jews, they don't use necessarily a conjure-type oil. Just take a little bit of olive oil, some people say in a little bowl made of olive wood, but that's the old school Jewish way. And you put your hand out your hand out over it and you say Psalms 45 over it. If you want to massage and touch him with that oil and you use it as a massage oil, you can say Psalms 45 and 46 to, um, you know, for a blessing and then give him a nice massage. We need to get him straightened up. That's number one. Number two. You need some protection around the home itself. I would um, try to maybe get a deeper reading from somebody on who that person is. You might send a reader some photos, 
and uh, and ask for a pendulum reading or a psychometry reading on who you suspect. Any good reader who is a psychometrist, in other words, a person who reads photos, would be able to look at those photos, hang a pendulum over and go, this one yes, that one no. You might get more than one yes. It might surprise you, but that's where you're going to get some serious answers. Then some uh, significant spell work can be done to reverse and bind back to that person. But that's too long and complicated to go in right now. And I would get a spiritual coach or uh, somebody on air. That's A-I-R-R, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. You want someone who can do photo psychometry. I'm not going to sell my own services because I'm not the only one, but I probably get two of these per week in which I'm sent, you know, three to seven photos. Which one is the one who sent the curse? And you can figure it out that way a lot better than with Tarot. Um, the photo will tell, especially if it can be a photo of him and that person next to each other. You'll see immediately what their relationship is, where the power dynamic is, and who is ruling and controlling the other person. Now, the third um, thing that you want to do is work for light and work for, for goodness. So what we were told by Ali, use the image of of sunlight of happiness, be upbeat as you possibly can. Um, keep your temper, keep even spirited. If he has mood changes and swings that are difficult for you, just walk away for a while. But if you want to preserve this marriage, as Ali said, you're going to need to actually do some creative work. So the color gold, um, things that are yellow and white, light colors, things that are um, in the sunshine are going to be of help to you. And then clarity oil. Clarity oil is for good uh, sight and good vision. He's got some problem with his head right now. There's something going on in his head as I see it and as the others have seen it. A little bit of clarity oil in his shampoo might be a good thing. Don't put in so much that it makes his shampoo all oily. Just a few drops, shake it up. If the bottle is opaque, he will not see it clarity oil and then you're going to want to add to that stay at home oil and that's to keep him from running around with the boys running around with the gals running around generally and then stay with me oil and that is to keep the marriage well founded you're going to want to bake and cook for him um, and i would like you to get the book called hoodoo foods and that book has recipes for ways to cook and bake things that look totally normal, but they are magically empowered. I also want you to think about getting the book Food of Return and Reconciliation Spells. It has some good spells for sugar and, and other things for return and reconciliation, reconciliation if you're fighting. Or you can there's another book called Hoodoo Sugar Spells, but those are spells for every kind of sugar thing, including money and, and jobs and career. But in any case, Hoodoo Food will help you a lot because once you have someone in your home, you can feed them. And this is what's going to be real important. You're going to want to put some magical things under the bed and in the bed. Again, it's a long story to give you all the recipes and, and spells I know, but Who to Return Reconciliation will have some of those. You want to put some, um, like magnolia leaf, uh, between the box spring and mattress. There's many, many things. You could, simplest thing in the world. Take his sock and your sock and tie them in a knot and put them between the box spring and mattress. You want to do anything you can and everything you can to keep the two of you tied together and keep the two of you in a... Um, in a, a state of harmony and spiritual uh, happiness. 
putting things in the sugar that you use to, you know, put in coffee or whatever or used to cook with, put a little bit of um, of a love spell in a paper and put it underneath the sugar jar or in the sugar jar or whatever you're going to do. That's another way to work to keep people, when they use the sugar, they will be um, uh, really uh, attuned to you. Okay, so I've given you just, I mean, you're going to have to play this thing back and you're going to have to listen because there's a million of them. Anybody else got one thing to add? Well, the yeah, I, I the got uh, two things here. I would um, mm-hmm. wash the floors with peace water and I would also use peaceful home products. Of course. Oh, my God, of course. And one of the very best, oh, my God, one of my own best spells, take take some uh, take some peace water and shake it up and put it underneath the bed make love put your combined sexual fluids in that peace water then add water to that and use that to spritz or spray or sprinkle around the house or wash the floors oh my god thank you miss aida <laughs> that's truly no one of the very best right okay here comes papa newt All right, and now it's time for our free spell segment with Miss Aida of MissAida.com uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, take it away, Miss Aida. Okie dokie, here I am. Um, <laughs> I want to discuss today a clay doll for love and for lust, because everybody knows I like lust spells. And... You know, we were talking earlier in the show about molding. You know, we can mold clay, uh, clay. we can use Play-Doh, we can use steamed rice, things that we can mold. The reason I like the air-drying clay doll is because it gets really, really hard. And for this particular spell, I like it a lot. So what I would do is get a... Get some air-drying clay. It can be FEMO. I think Kat mentioned FEMO once in another show. Any type of air-drying clay. Now, put a, a slab of it on your paper towel. Smash it down. Write the person's name on there, engrave, etch, whatever the word is, you know, with a pencil. Stick some personal concerns in there. You can use pictures, hair, signatures, sperm, whatever. The more you have, the better, okay? When the bottom part is on, that's where you add the head and neck, the arms, the legs, and make sure you have a nice penis, okay? Because we're going to be messing around with that penis a lot, okay? <laughs> and then you're going to slap on the, the top part, which is just covering you know, the upper torso where everything's connected. And then, you know, get some water on your hands and um, close the seams, right? Then let that air dry. You do that on paper towels, right? And turn the pa- turn the doll every now and then. I do it like every 12 hours so that, and you have to change your paper towels also because it's absorbing the, the moisture, right? So at that time, you know, you can, um, when it's completely dry, um, how do you bring the spirit in? And there's different ways to 
to do that. And it's not you're not actually bringing in the entire spirit of the person. What you're doing is you're bringing in an essence of their spirit, right? So I take, I like the 7-Eleven. I know you can use, you know, Miss Cat's always saying, well, you know, you can use whiskey and all this other stuff. I really like the 7-Eleven holy oil. That that stuff mm-hmm. is, it, it's made according to, it, it's in the Old Testament, for God's sakes. I mean, God mm-hmm. gave the recipe. I mean, you can't get any better than that, okay? So, you know, whatever religion you are, I'm just, you know, going to assume you're, you're Christian, um, but you can do it in the name of whomever it is that you worship. But in my case, I make a sign of the cross on the crown of a head, right? Then I hold, you know, when I do that sign of the cross with the oil, I say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I name you. And I I do this with all my dolls, no matter if they're cursing dolls, love dolls, it doesn't matter. I hold the doll up with both hands, and I extend my arms and hold the doll up to, to the sky, and I scream nine times. So let's say I want to, his name is, I'm madly in love with John Doe. So I would say, and I name you, John Doe, John Doe, John Doe. And I would scream John Doe nine times while picturing sparks of of electricity, if you will, going from my shoulders down to my hands into my doll. On the ninth time that I say that name, I scream it at the top of my lungs. Now, I do this to make sure that all the energy is in the doll. All right. Now, on me, on my body, when I start working with this doll, right, I always tell my my clients, let's start with sex first. Let's bring them to us first. You know, that way we can get more personal concerns like sperm. You know, that's my favorite personal concern. But, you know, in, in my case, and we all do differently, um, I like to lure the person over with sex first. And I will lick that doll, and I will just tell him how hot he is for me, you know. And I'm whispering, and I'm licking, and I'm licking that penis. That's why I say make a, a nice-sized penis, Right. And then, you know, because it's clay, it's better to work with. The reason that I'm um, omitting telling you to put oils on the doll is because I want you to masturbate with that doll. And I want you to have orgasms. And I want you to go, oh, John Toe, Aida just really turns you on. You make her hot. He makes you, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, God, you want Aida, right? So you're going to do all this stuff, and you're going to do it. Don't expect it to work overnight, okay? What's going to happen is, as time goes on, this doll is going to accumulate all the energy that you've put into this doll. 
99 out of 100 times if people do this, when people do it exactly according to my instructions, they get results. Mm-hmm. And that's my spell. Wow. Now, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a couple of questions because you know me. I always have a question to ask. Um, if, you, if you do this, where do you keep it all? In your bed? You keep it oh, all in your good question. You mean when I'm not working it? Well, That's um, right. When I'm not working it, it's in an underwear drawer. I prefer your dirty underwear so that your pussy juices are all over the underwear. But a nice, okay. comfortable place that is always the doll's home when you're not working with it. I do not suggest sleeping with the doll. It is a clay mm-hmm. doll. And, mm-hmm. you know, a limb is going to fall off, and we don't want okay. that. And okay. the other thing so, that I forgot to mention, and I'm glad that you mentioned this, is I would anoint myself with mm-hmm. Kiss Me Now oil. Because as okay. I've stated many, many times, Kiss Me Now, a lot of people are under the impression that it's to get a guy to kiss you. It isn't. It's to get a guy to fuck you. So mm-hmm. um, right. when I'm working that type of work, that's what I do. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. This is this is as somebody said here nasty work. I don't call it nasty. I call it sexual. Um, it's very to me, sexy. Nasty is mean, but this is. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe that sexual work is pure work. Uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for four billion years of sex. So think about mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we are sexual beings, and telling a sex spell is perfectly adult of us, isn't it? I want to thank Amen. you, Miss Aida. What a, what a fantastic spell. Let's turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to give us our closing announcements, and we're all going to come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Miss Kat and Congressman Ali, and thank you, Miss Aida of MissAida.com in Detroit, Michigan, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, so do stay tuned. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Congressman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Bay, Ho, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Block Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt, for announcing. Thank you so much, Miss Aida, for being our guest and taking it so calmly when I just moved your deadline up one month. You're going to hear more news about about the upcoming Hoodoo Heritage Festival in April, and you're going to be staying in tune with the rebuilding of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. Just find me, Catherine Ironwood, at Facebook, or find Lucky Mojo Curio Company at Facebook or Missionary Independent Spiritual Church at Facebook. We're posting pictures daily. All right, thank you, Countryman Ollie, for being here. Always a pleasure. All right, thank you, Miss Aida. Thank you for having me. Good Always night, all. Good, Good night, night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.